The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk a little bit about analytics and marketing mix. Joining us is Mark Stoos, who is the CEO of Proof Analytics, which is a marketing analytics platform that helps CMOs and CFOs bridge the ROI gap by providing cause and effect analytics that show marketing and sales true business impact and financial worth. Yesterday, Mark and I talked about marketing, innovation, and RevOps, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about tying marketing to measurable results. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Mark Stoos, the CEO of Proof Analytics. Mark, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, man. Last time was a lot of fun. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, I started the podcast off jokingly calling it a little bit of doom and gloom for marketers where our lunch is getting eaten by the head of sales who's calling himself the CRO and taking over the whole world. And in reality, marketers and heads of sales and rev ops and whatever we're calling ourselves these days are all faced with the same challenges, is that we've got so many inputs into what is manipulating the marketplace right now that they're impossible for the human brain to understand, comprehend, and analyze. And so we need to start building in scientific, data-driven models to help us understanding what's actually causation versus correlation. So today I want to dig in a little deeper and talk to you a little bit about how you tie marketing channels and your marketing activities to measurable results. Mark, how do you figure out what marketing activities you have that actually make a damn difference? I think that the place to start here, which sort of leverages where we were at the end of last conversation, is that marketing and sales typically create value asynchronously with each other. So sales has a really great feedback loop. They have a quota, they either make their quarterly quota or they don't. If they apply that same logic to marketing, it'll be a bust. So this is one of the reasons why a CRO, a conventional sales-centric CRO running marketing is a really super bad idea. It has nothing to do with can they be creative enough to be a marketer? Can they do all the stuff that marketers do? It's about their understanding of how the value is being created. One of the things that I say a lot is that marketing's mission is to help sales sell more products to more customers faster 
and more profitably than sales could do by itself. I think of marketing as the quarterback. And the multiplier. So if we go back 100 years and we look at the original ideas behind the creation of what we now call modern marketing, it was to be a nonlinear multiplier of sales, which is by definition linear. I'll keep going with the sports metaphor here. Apologies for the non-sports ball listeners. If marketing is the quarterback, we're making the decision whether to hand the ball off to sales or whether to chuck it down the field. And I think that there's different returns on both of those play calls, or you call it investments in your marketing channel, figuring out situationally what you're trying to accomplish. In football, it's easy to figure out if the running back made it three yards, five yards, 10 yards, or if the receiver caught the ball and landed in the end zone. In business, it's not that clear. So how do you figure out, again, what marketing activities you're driving that inevitably lead to sales being able to close their business, you know, sign their deals and drive revenue? So I think that what we consistently see is that if you start from the position of a marketer or a salesperson or a finance person and kind of begin there, you will miss the point. So the big thing here is you start with the questions that you need answers to. What is driving more deals? What is driving bigger deals? What is driving faster time to close? And there's kind of like, in general terms, somewhere between 50 and 80 classic questions that we're routinely asked to model for customers. And some of them are like that. And so you have to then say, okay, this is what the model looks like. These are the types of data sets that we're going to be required to use in the model in order to get a good read. So you're starting with context. You're moving further down into, let's call it content, let's call it data, right? That's how you know what to ultimately measure. There's actually a lot of stuff that marketers are measuring that are meaningless. I mean, one of the great ways that we add value, like lickety split, is we save you a ton of money on all the stuff that you're measuring that you don't need to measure. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. So I'm running my podcast, right? My business is called I Hear Everything, and we do various types of marketing activities to try to grow our podcast, reach our customers. But let's just focus on the podcast growth. I've got a couple of different inputs when I'm trying to grow a podcast. I can run an audio ad campaign, and people are hearing me talk about the MarTech podcast on other shows, and I am directing them to go listen to the podcast. Impossible to track. But generally, when I do this, I see more people listening to my podcast. I can run ads that are in a non-podcast environment targeting marketers and try to drive them into a podcast app store. It's a little more trackable because I know whether they clicked, but it's hard to figure out whether they subscribed. I can do social media. I can have you talk about the interview that you did. I'm getting virality. I'm doing organic growth through SEO, through content. And at the end of the day, and there's also the app store where Apple is doing some promotion. Spotify is doing some promotion. We're on these charts. At the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning, I look at the podcast performance and some days it's up and some days it's down and I have no idea what's driving it. Is there an analytical model? Is there an approach that I should be taking to try to figure out what has a meaningful impact to driving my podcast growth or my business forward? Absolutely. You're essentially, when you get a new listener or a repeat listener, you're getting a new customer. Mm -hmm. So it's what attracted them to buy into your podcast, what is attracting them to deepen their involvement with your podcast, and how quickly does it take for you to get someone to start downloading your podcast and listening to it. So these are kind of three classic elements that you're going to be thinking about. The last one is actually one of the most important because if you are a large enterprise B2B company and whatever it is that you're selling, aircraft engines, time is money. And if you can increase the throughput, if you can increase the average deal velocity, in other words, shorten the time that it takes to sell an engine, you're able to invest that and get a lot more cash flow benefit from it than you otherwise would. Because you are, if you're closing faster, you're invoicing faster, you're collecting faster. So my last big CMO job was at Honeywell Aerospace. The CFO loved this aspect of what we accomplished so much that he's now on my board at Proof. And we got about $12 billion worth of revenue moving about 5% faster through the company. And that was just solid gold. And that was all a function of being able to substantiate and calibrate and recalibrate our contribution to improving deal velocity across the business. So there's a couple of different things to think about here. You're talking about deal velocity. Hey, maybe the problem is it's not the total number of people that you're marketing to. Maybe you're not marketing to people that are already your prospects. Maybe you're not marketing to people that are your existing customers to get them to buy faster or buy more. It seems like there's this never ending list of possible variables. That's true. And using the podcast as a metaphor for this. Do I continue to market to my existing podcast listeners, hoping that they will become subscribers? Do I create a lookalike audience based on the people that are already my listeners to find other people that look like them? Should I be focusing on marketing to my guests to have them do more marketing? There's all sorts of different ways to sort of skin the cat. 
hypothetically, as a marketer, when you're facing this never-ending landscape of green grass, how do you figure out where are the problems? Where do you start? What are the different ways you try to tie your marketing efforts to what's measurable? I think that this is the relationship that exists between the ICP, the ideal customer portrait, the total addressable market, and how much of that market you want, need, however you want to define that in order to be successful. There are a lot of people in small businesses, the total business may be a couple million dollars a year, but they're personally taking half of that every year. They're doing great and they're not having to build a huge business, but they understand their ICP, then they understand what portion of their total addressable market they want to get. I think that that right there, those two variables are really key. So if you want to be kind of like have a million people listening to your podcast, then you have to make that podcast about something that a million people want to listen to on a regular basis that they care about. This is Joe Rogan, right? I mean, he has mastered this, I think, probably more effectively than almost anybody. The art of talking to dudes. Art of talking to dudes, right? And he knows his audience well enough to know how to keep almost anything interesting for some period of time. That is really key in that situation. If, on the other hand, having a total audience of 100 people, as long as they are the right 100 people, or whatever you're trying to accomplish, that's also perfectly legitimate. But it's two different approaches. One's mass market and one is anything but. One is a, almost a highly customized approach. At the end of the day, we think about marketing and we often focus on our operational KPIs, impressions, clicks, card abandons. It depends what your business is, but there's your standard marketing metrics that are your operating metrics. And often we lose sight of the goals that we're focusing on. How big is my total addressable market? What percentage of that addressable market do I have? What percentage of it do I need? And when you start to think about some of the bigger business problems, and you're not just thinking specifically as a marketer, but more as a business owner, it starts to help you understand how to measure your marketing efforts to make sure that you're getting the desired results. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mark Stoos, the CEO of Proof Analytics. Join us again tomorrow when Mark and I talk about Marketing Mix Modeling, MMM. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mark, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Mark Stoos, that's M-A-R-K-S-T-O-U-S-E, or you could visit his company's website, which is proofanalytics.ai. Mark is also the host of the Accelerating Value podcast. So if you'd like to hear a little bit more about Mark, you can look for Accelerating Value in your podcast feed. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.